just want to do God's will. The kind of revolution that the world needs is a Christian revolution. If you want a miracle, you've got to expect it to happen. You are the recipients of God's grace and God's blessings, and you rejoice in that reality. Welcome to Life Today Live, and ladies, today uh, you're going to be empowered, especially if you're a, a mother, a grandmother, going to be a mother perhaps someday. Uh, you, I know sometimes you might feel overlooked. You, you might feel like <laughs> if you have young kids that things are just getting away from you, but let me tell you, you are more important in the lives of your children than you can even imagine. And you are, according to today's guest, uh, a warrior as a mother, and you can step up and really fight this battle of faith for your family. My guest today is Victoria Riollano, and she has a book that is called Warrior Mother. looks just like this, and she is helping people to fight for their family's faith. And I can think, you know, as much as we talk about people in ministry and pastors and evangelists and missionaries. Let me tell you, the battle in your own home, I believe, is the number one priority. Uh, the one God has given you the closest people in your life to, and, and it can be difficult, but you're going to be encouraged today. So I'm excited that you're here. Victoria, um, she is a, a psychologist, uh, child and adolescent psychology, uh, professor in psychology as well. So she knows what she's talking about. I'm glad to have her. Victoria, welcome to Life Today Live. Good to have you here today. Thank you for having me. So walk us through a little bit of sort of the premise, uh, what the message that you're trying to get out, the idea of the warrior. I know you've got some military connection, but this is not really a military book necessarily, but there's this spiritual battle that you're, you're touching on. Give us a little bit of an overview. Yeah, so I really wrote this book from the perspective of a mom who, I'm a mom of seven, almost eight, by the way. Um, right, so I really wrote this book from that perspective of just being a mom in the trenches and feeling like there's so many battles that we face, um, whether it's a battle of toddlerhood or maybe your child has walked away from Christ, um, just being aware that we're in a real spiritual battle and how do we rise up and have courage and be strong and so the premise of this book is really to recognize that god is ultimately the commander-in-chief and when we really start to lean on him and surrender our life to him um, he'll give us that encouragement that strength to be able to move forward in our parenting um, with resilience and so that's this idea of being a warrior mother uh, how, how old is your oldest yeah, my oldest is 16 and a half. 16. Okay. So my goodness, you're like every every two years here. <laughs> exactly. Every two years. <laughs> that, that, that is a lot. I know sometimes you, you feel overwhelmed. Um, goodness. I mean, we, we have four and four and five and a half years. And so mate, you're doubling. That is that is crazy. How do you how do you get through the day? <laughs> One hour at a time. <laughs> you know, <laughs> my and, husband always says we, we had them one at a time. So, you know, it's easier for us, like to just, and the older ones help with the younger ones. So it kind of all works itself out in the long run. <laughs> yeah. And, but, you know, that's that's really kind of how you kind of have to get through life, living, living in the present, dealing with what's in front of you. Um, yeah. When we talk about, uh, you know, fighting for our kids the, or the warrior mother idea, 
what, how do you view your relationship with your kids? In other words, you know, there is a movement to be like your kid's friend. You want to be the cool mom. Uh, and then, of course, you know, you go back when, when I was younger, you know, parents, a lot of parents, uh, mine, not so much, but were, were more strict, uh, almost like a drill sergeant, right? Yeah. Where's, where do you find the balance in being a parent um, somewhere between the extreme of disciplinarian and the other extreme of party friend, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's something I actually talk about in the book and very common theme in child and adolescent psychology is this idea of parenting styles. And so um, sounds like you're talking about the permissive parent versus the authoritarian parent. Yeah, yeah. And so I try to find that fine line in the middle, um, which is to be authoritative. So I am the boss, my husband, we, we are the bosses. Um, but there are some opportunities for you to make wise choices on your own behalf. So I really think it's about that fine balance of building that foundation and seeing the maturity of that child. Even still, we're never gonna be best friends. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm your mom. Maybe when you're older and you're like 35 or 40, we'll be best friends, um, but not while you're under 18. Um, there's definitely an authority that we wanna carry in our home. So I think it's just that knowing your child, knowing their maturity and really coming from that place where um, they can trust you enough to share, but they still respect you. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I, I do think that's very important. And mine are all in their 20s. And one of them, she, she turns 30 this year. Um, and they do become more like friends as adults. But when they are children, I, I do think we have to recognize that God has put us in a position of authority. Uh, and we need to handle it rightly, but we need to to sit in, in that place and the kids will respect you and love you when they are adults and parents themselves they'll, they'll, they'll see it you talk about a war plan uh and you know you kind of your husband's uh, coast guard and so you know you've you've kind of got this military theme throughout the book which is nice to help us understand things what is your war plan for being a mom yeah. So the war plan, that is my favorite chapter of the book. <laughs> and the reason why is because if you think about it, when we go to the grocery store, we have a plan. If you are about to go on vacation, you definitely have a plan. What's going to happen? Um, parenting is slightly different because you don't know what's going to happen along the way. But one thing God has shown me is why do we you know, stumble into parenting? Why not instead Let's pray about a mission statement for our home. Let's pray about a verse that our family could stand on. Let's see each child and ask the Lord, are there specific goals that you have in mind for that child? Because the truth is, if there was a real war, um, those countries, you know, they're pre-thinking about how they're going to go into this war. Mm -hmm. And so since we are, we know we're in a spiritual war, um, why wouldn't we take that same stance? I think that's the reason why so many parents, myself included, I've been in the battle. Um, uh, we find ourselves very defeated, just letting things happen without ever having like that structure, that foundation. And so for me, a war plan as a mom or as a parent, just that opportunity to say, God, I trust you with the plans you have for my children. And as you speak, I want to write it down and I want to let that be my foundation. That's that's one of the hardest things, honestly, is is yeah. the realization that 
you know, God loves your children more than you do, not because you don't love them, but because he is more capable. Uh, and, and trusting him is very difficult. How do you, how do you instill faith into your children without living their faith for them? Yeah, I, for me, I've had to make the faith of my family be like the forefront of everything we do. Mm. They already know they're not going to the bus stop without prayer. Don't even think about it. Um, <laughs> you're not going. Uh, but then it's the everyday things, like if they fall, praying for them. Um, if they're having a hard time with a bully, let's let's draw them to the word. Let's let's talk about David and Goliath. How David stand up um, to that? So having real time conversations with them instead of churches being Sunday morning, which we could do because we're pastors of a church, me and my husband. Mm -hmm. um, so they're getting it every Sunday. But then on top of that, like, we just want the Bible to come alive for them, like by the way we treat people, by the way we treat them, by the way we love them and how we draw them back to the word. And so I'm proud to say all my children have been baptized on their own accord, like they mm -hmm. wanted to do it. Yeah. So I think they're getting it uh, slowly. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, I love that. And it's it's hard. I, I didn't have any real rebellious children. Um, I mean, you know, they do things that, you know, they know they're not supposed to. Every kid does at some point and you find out about it later. But um, how do you how do you counsel or advise a parent whose child is just far from God, doesn't want to submit to the authority of their parents, is just out there, because that's heartbreaking. Yeah. I mean, I was just talking to a parent about this the other day, that that is her story. I'm lucky, blessed enough that we haven't faced that trial prayerfully ever. Right. Um, but, you know, what I tell people is, at a certain point, all we can do is provide information and pray because God has still given us free will. Um, if that child is still under your roof, certainly you could set some boundaries and be hopeful that hopefully uh, they'll try to honor those. But we all have that journey of growing up and learning what's right, what's wrong. And until you come to realize who God really is um, in my life, it wasn't until I was like in my 20s. Um, it's hard to not be rebellious when you don't have like that foundation of knowing God for yourself. And so what I just always try to encourage parents who are in that situation to do is pray, like pray for your children, like their life depended on it, because that may be all you are able to do in this situation, especially if, you know, they're no longer in the home. Mm -hmm. um, but if they are in the home, try to still foster as much relationship, as much as you want to, you know, that child is driving you nuts. <laughs> Try to still foster relationship and see them beyond um, their actions. They're not their actions. Um, they're messing up right now. They're having a hard time. Um, but God still loves them. And how much grace has he given to us when we were rebellious? Um, let's try to do the same for them. Give them as much grace because you're that first line of defense. And um, after that, just pray. Just just keep praying. <laughs> And see what God can do. You know, I you know, when you say keep praying, and sometimes that's all you can do, and, and that's true, but it feels a little helpless at times. Uh, yeah. But but, and I'm I'm sure you you know some. I have talked to so many people who I mean have done some awful things, gone through some terrible things, suffered some terrible things because they were rebellious and put themselves in a position to be harmed even more by the world. 
And they come back and they're restored. Their life is redeemed. And they say, I had a praying mother. Right. I, I think we underestimate the power of that oftentimes because it takes years and years to see a result. But what do you say to the moms who feel like all I can do is pray? Cause that's actually a big thing. Oh, it is a big thing. Uh, <laughs> it is the main thing. Um, prayer moves the mountains. I've, I've literally seen it in my own life with my own children where I'm like, I don't even know how I could pray anymore about this situation. Mm -hmm. uh, but God did eventually move in it. Um, and so what I would say is I have a praying grandmother every single day. Her and my grandfather, they're pastors of six churches. They're bishops, right? Mm -hmm. um, they pray for my children by name. That's mm. their great-grandchildren. Mm. And I think it matters. What's the worst that can happen with praying? Like, prayerfully, you know, God is going to move on that situation. And it might not look like what we think it will look like. Sometimes my prayer is, God, if you would just give them an encounter with you. Yeah. Cause that's, that's where it starts, you know? So yeah. I would say, um, don't take it as a light thing. God is listening. God knows he loves them more than, like you said earlier, than you could ever have the capacity to love them. And you never know what people he's putting in their life, like to speak to them and encourage them to come back to him. So you just be ready for the comeback <laughs> and yes. keep praying in the meantime. <laughs> yeah, no. And you know, I, I think that's a, a very appropriate thing because we want it's, it's like the, the father of the prodigal son who was always, you know, hoping and wanting. So he didn't go to the pig pen and drag him out of there like a lot of us want to do. Uh, but he prepared himself and his home to welcome that child back. Uh, and, and, and we don't allow the filth and we clean them up, give them a new robe, give them a ring. But we welcome them back. And sometimes children don't know. And because sometimes parents, even in the church, don't they're not very welcoming you know uh and i, I so i think that's a really wise word this is the book uh warrior mother by victoria Rigliano. uh and I, I have to ask you you're you're not that far from washington dc up in virginia yeah. uh are your kids in public school private school yeah so we have a little bit of a mixture yeah. we have one in private school some are homeschool some are public school <laughs> We do whatever is best for that specific child, like that year. Yeah. Um, all my children are homeschool and then private school um, from middle school up. Yeah. Lord, uh, so, Lord, yeah. You, you have enough to cover all the bases there. So. I know, they're <laughs> everywhere. They're all over town <laughs> as we speak. <laughs> so here's, here's the question. And what, no matter where they're at, because, I mean, I've seen it in Christian schools. And, I mean, it, stuff's coming in your home. The, Lord knows the public schools these days can be a little scary. How do you... Yeah. How do you keep your children untarnished by the world? Because there's a lot of junk and a lot of outright deception and lies. I mean, the enemy, there is an enemy and they are in the schools and that can be a little scary to parents these days. How do you fight that battle? It is beyond scary. Um, and it happens so quickly. Recently, my two year old, he just, he woke up in the middle of the night and he was talking about zombies. I'm like, when have you seen a, a zombie? Like, how are you even articulating this word right now? Um, but he was terrified. And I'm like, it can happen so quickly. 
um, between social media, between school. Mm. Uh, so I'm in my kids' business. <laughs> when they come <laughs> home from school, what'd you talk about today? What was the coolest conversation? Did you learn anything new? Did you learn anything weird? You know, like, you know, we keep talking about what they're talking about. Mm. Um, even when they're outside with their friends, I'm just sitting at the window listening. Like, what are <laughs> they up to today? Um, so you really have to stay in their business. If they're um, on, like, their tablets or whatever, I'm sitting right beside them. We watching together is what mm. I'm trying to say. Mm. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, just making sure you stay on top of those things and ask a lot of questions. And, and if their behavior is changing. Yeah investigate because there, there could be something they were, were exposed to that you have no idea. I don't want to find out later. And I'm sure there's some things I'm going to find out later. Right. Um, but I try my best to kind of be on top of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, we even have teachers and uh, school boards and principals advising the teachers not to tell the parents some things that they should know. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and again, I think that's where prayer uh, really matters because God knows what's going on, you know, right. uh, and we, we can be sensitive to things that our children don't want to tell us, might not tell us, uh, but God can go, Hey, there's something there. Uh, so, yeah, yeah it, 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 it's, uh, I, man, I, I don't know. Just 20 years ago, parenting was different than it is now i mean you really gotta have that war plan in place uh what are some of the biggest problems you see out there potentially for for a parent what what should they kind of be aware of that's going on yeah i mean i i feel right now a lot of it truly is what are you allowing to influence your children mm -hmm. um i think that's always been the case um it's just for different influences uh at different times mm -hmm. um and so I, I think it's about what you allow to influence them, who you allow to speak into their lives and affirm them or not affirm them. It's very important. And so I, I think that is the biggest thing right now. When I when I think about the world and society and direction is I have to make sure my children are very firm and who God's called them to be even now. Like I have one child. Oh, he loves to sing. He loves instruments. I'm like, wow. Seems like God's called you to be a worshiper. But mm. I, I feel like I have to speak into their identity so much, maybe even more um, than parents did 30 years ago yeah. um, from a young age. So that as the enemy tries to come in and tell them different things, no, 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 no. Remember what God said about you. Um, so I try to encourage them that way. But um, I, I think that's a really big thing right now being mindful of who's influencing who yeah no doubt about that and you know there's so many problems with uh mental illness or you know anxiety depression all those types of things uh amongst kids these days how do you keep the morale of your troops up in your house oh yeah i i love the topic of morale uh <laughs> I remember when my husband first joined the military, uh, I'm like, whoa, like he's gonna do something cool. Like he's gonna save people, jump up the airplanes <laughs> into the water. <laughs> and he's like, no, they put me in charge of the MWR, like the morale, welfare and recreation. I'm like, why would a military base need that? Mm -hmm. And he's like, I gotta be honest, Victoria, um, for, for these soldiers and these sailors, if, if you don't have good morale, um, you don't know what can happen to them. 
they're go- they can fall into deep depression. So it's one thing to teach your children of the Bible, um, which is a great thing and we should do. It's another thing to encourage them just as people. Um, and so for me, morale looks like I'm trying to show up at every sports event. I'm trying to show up. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to be the one ha- who has eyes to see when they're hurting. Mm-hmm. And like I said before, if they're starting to act different, I'm watching that. I want to be their biggest cheerleader, their biggest coach, like in the world. So that if no one else sees how amazing God has created them to be, they'll always be able to say, but my mom mm. loved me even when yeah. I was doing A, B, and C. Or my mom loved me through, you know, when I was struggling with A, B, and C. So I really uh, think morale, so just you showing up, and loving them beyond their flaws and mistakes can take them so far so that if they do one day turn away from God, they'll never forget the love that you had for them. And that may be the very thing that kind of draws them back in. Oh, yeah. So, I, yeah. So, we, we both heard stories about that time and yeah. time again. So, that's encouraging. I want, I want to ask you, though, about uh, women who are not mothers right now. Maybe, like my wife, yeah. their children are grown out of the home. We have a grandchild now. And, she goes and sees him every week. Um, but even maybe single women, I've found that a lot of times my children, I'll tell them something uh, and they'll maybe acknowledge it or whatever, but they won't hear it. But if there's <laughs> another godly person in their life, uh, whether it's a you know, Sunday school teacher, a teacher at school, perhaps uh, a coach, you know, something like that, they'll say the same thing and they'll hear it. For women who are not mothers right now, they don't have children in the home, how can they be a warrior mother to that child that is in their circle? Yeah, that's such a good question. Um, Because even before I was a mom, I worked in uh, childcare. And a lot of kids are hurting. I remember I would take care of this one particular child. She was only one years old. And she started acting very different all of a sudden couldn't get her to stop crying for anything. Um, And this lasted for like two weeks. And I finally asked her mom, is something going on? And she finally revealed like, me and my husband were going through a divorce. That's, you know, she's feeling all that. Mm -hmm. So I say all that to say, me as that teacher, I had the opportunity to pray for her. I became a safe place for her soon. um, I was the only person that could get that little girl to calm down. Her mom couldn't Mm -hmm. (laughs) even do it. Um, But when God puts a child in your life, whether it's you're the Sunday school teacher or it's you know a neighbor's kid that your kid is, or I should say you don't have kids, but or maybe there's a neighbor's kid that's just always around that you see. Right, right. Don't take it lightly. Like see it as an opportunity. If again, if nothing else, how can I pray for this child? How can I show them the love of Christ? right in this relationship because most people if you ask them who were the most impactful people in your life they'll they'll mention their parents but they'll also mention a specific teacher sometimes too um so as as god brings kids into your life see them as a blessing and not a burden ask them you know ask the lord how can i pray for this child how can i support this child is there anything you've called me to do that will help me to love them the way you would love them. And I think if we go from that place, we can make a tremendous difference. Um, Whether we physically had children or sometimes God would just call us to be spiritual mothers um, to children that aren't our own. And and that's okay too. 
Well, it's more than okay. I think it's it's an honor. Yeah. It's wonderful. You're yeah. you're you're uh, striking a chord. You know, Loretta, Lucinda, Patty, Jackie. Uh, Lu- Luetta, um, I got a Luetta and a Loretta watching right now. Uh, you're, you're, you're blessing people, and I know many more will watch this. I'm going to give you the last word, but I want to show people your website real quick. This is victoryspeaks.org. Uh, you can find out about more about Victoria, um, uh, her books and ministry and things like that. So if, you, if you're wanting to you know, pursue a little more uh, in this area, please uh Take advantage of the resources that she's providing. And, of course, the book that's available is Warrior Mother. But uh, last last word from you, Victoria, and, and I, I know you're, you're, you're really ministering to a lot of people right now and really encouraging a lot of women, uh, and I thank you for that. But uh, what, what would you leave them with today? Yeah, so I just want to remind you that parenting is a journey, And so none of us have it all figured out, but the great news is that God loves your children more than than you ever could. And this book is not just about like how you can be the best mom. It's also about how can you like change from a spiritual perspective? How can you transform? How can God use you to minister to other people? How can he help you to, to heal from the hurts of your past so that you can parent well. And so I just want to encourage you to keep going, to keep praying, to keep believing that God can use you and that every lie that's been spoken against your parenting journey, that you're not good enough or look at your kids or whatever the case Mm -hmm. may be, um, to lean into God's word and what he has to say about it. When you surrender your parenting to him, you will never be the same. Your circumstances may not change right away, but you'll never be the same. So surrender to the Lord, that journey, trust him for your children, and uh, you'll see just mighty miracles start to unfold in your life. Love it. Thank you. Thank you for your time and your encouragement and your insight. I appreciate you. And I appreciate all you guys out there watching. Uh, If you know someone that needs a little encouragement today, a mother, a warrior mother, hit that share button and if you haven't liked follow it or subscribe and invite you to do that so you can find out more about the interviews i got a lot of good ones next week so i know you're going to enjoy it come back we'll see you again next time here on life today live